Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This is Ibrahim Ansari, and this is more on the trouble with religion, part two. The story of this world has often seen religion employed as a weapon. Much of the history of our civilizations exploited religion as an engine for barreling forward, and the driver is usually the clerics, a royalty, a military, or warlords. Religion became a tool for advancing those with power to gain more power. For example, if we look back at ancient Egypt, the clerics, with their knowledge of reading and writing, gained access to the treasury of information, the narrative of the past and present, which gave them access to also all the accounts and taxes and everything that they could find about certain citizens. In Chinese history, the enlightened Lao Tzu's Tao, or Wei, was replaced by the Analects of Confucius, which extolled everyone to be content wherever they were and doing whatever they were born into. This certainly made it easier for the emperors to govern with a strict and implacable hand. India certainly bought into the caste system as a means of control for several millennia, quoting the sacred texts as their reasoning. The same goes for the decline of the Roman Empire, the Ottoman Empire, the Japanese warlords, Spain's conquistadores, and the European Crusades. Religion served the conquerors, allowing them a moral excuse to pillage and colonize. It is no great leap to look at religion today and wonder at the baggage it is currently carrying. So here we are at a time when some of those with alleged spiritual authority are being accused and convicted of abuse of various genres. As a result, many of us have thrown out completely the idea of a god or deity. After all, we're scientific now. We scoff at primitive belief systems. And of course, if it's based on the primitive ideas of magical intercession and miraculous cures, then maybe that's not a bad idea. But the idea of unity? What if our desire for understanding things spiritually relates to the very human habit to comprehend patterns. We are made to be curious. As we grow, we gather knowledge about how things work and how they don't work. This constant accumulation of data and organizing it into comprehensible shapes drives us to understand how things work from the tiny microcosms of quarks and atoms to the great big universe of fun. Even from a scientific perspective, we are all connected in so many ways. Through the cycle of energy, 
food and breathing, we are all using the same materials, shifting from energy to matter and back again. We are connected socially and physically through our needs for each other. Oh, you are an individual? Great. Let me see you assemble a car and get it running. Fabricate shoes. Go get the leather from the cow. Spin cotton. Construct a dam. Weave a rug. Create a cell phone. Create the entire technological web that uses all of these things. Or to even mine ore so that you can extract copper for a simple wire. Can you do it all by yourself? <laughs> We're not individuals. We're connected in every possible way. And we depend on each other to survive and thrive. We're one. Regarding spirit, which means breath, our inhalation is passed to us from billions of plants and insects and animals, our great-great-grandmother, and our exhalation will continue on to billions more. So, on a simple scientific perspective, we are all connected. We all come from the same source. We follow the same principles all life must accept. And the same concept follows for our words and actions. Energy cannot be created or destroyed in this universe. So everything is in motion, mostly as vibrations. So... What goes around, comes around, is true. Your words and actions will arrive back at you on a plate or bury you from a dump truck. Your choice. So what was the original intention of religion? Religion in its purest form delivers a spiritual base through individuals and teachings offering inspiration and guidance, providing hope and mercy, creating a physical and emotional sanctuary, offering moral messages through stories and actions within the community, connecting participants in a positive way, counseling to help each person make the world a better place through peace within and with each other, supporting those in need, having extended spiritual guidance for seekers. Personally, that's why I appreciate Sufism. These are its basic tenets, and even though it is not a religion, it uses an external form to constantly repurify its origins. When a religion becomes overlaid with culture, it's difficult to know which is the religion and which are the traditions of the land. The teachings become confused and blended into a stew of indigenous beliefs and spiritual truths. The once pure system devolves into severe laws and taboos.
inherited from the original tribal world. And once the powerful notice this, we return again to those in power using religion to gain more power. Your job, if you have a call for spiritual knowledge, is to observe and think about what you see and experience. And if you can find a true and clear religious source, continue to investigate it and put your toes in and see if it's a good thing. Let me know what you find and if you have any questions. Thank you. This is Ibrahim Ansari. Happy hunting. Salam alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.